Duke's mail. Do you get it? Because only the ones that get it really get it. Your friends get it. Your mom gets it. Your grandma gets it. Your neighbors get it. Sometimes a dog gets it. Get out of there. What else? Uh, your potato salads get it. BLTs get it. Tailgates get it. And restaurants get it, too. By now, even you probably get it. So get it today. Made without any sugar since 1917, Duke's is that little southern something that makes good things better. Get Duke's. It's got twang. This episode and every episode of the Beer Guys Radio Show is brought to you by Ironmonger Brewing. Visit Ironmonger at their tap room in Marietta, Georgia, or online at ironmongerbrewing.com. Open up a tab, grab a seat, and pour a pint. It's time for the Beer Guys Radio Show. You want free beer? Go to the brewery. Dedicated to the art, science, and enjoyment of craft beer. Yeah, what's wrong with the beer we got? Now, here are your hosts, Tim Dennis and Brian Hewitt. And welcome to the Beer Guys Radio Show. We're broadcasting again, finally, Brian, back in the Beer Guys Radio studios in Marietta, Georgia. And this week, we're talking with 903 Brewers. I'm Tim Dennis, and with me, as always, is my good friend and co-host, Brian Hewitt. Hey, Tim. So joining us today, we have Jeremy Roberts, the brewer and founder of 903 Brewers in Sherman, Texas. We're going to talk about Sasquatches, grilled cheese, the pastryarchy, and uh, what all those things have to do with craft beer. Jeremy, thanks for joining us. Thank you guys for having me. Excited to be on tonight. We appreciate you uh, taking the time out of your busy schedule that we hear. It's stormy there, or it's going to be. It's going to be. It's Texas, so we're always under a thunderstorm or a tornado warnings. It's kind of part of life. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of the way Texas goes. I lived in Nebraska, and so we get a lot of it there, Tornado Alley. So we've got one of your beers here we're sipping, and we're going to talk about that in detail a little bit more, but we've just opened up the oak, excuse me, the double chocolate cherry Sasquatch. And uh, boy, is it good stuff. We're really enjoying that. Uh, Brian, uh, how was your week? What'd you get into? I got into a, a fair amount of stuff. It was pretty busy. I uh, I made two visits to uh, Sweetwater. I uh, One was planned, one was unplanned. They had a, a media event there. We check out all the stuff they had at the kitchen. Of course, we'd been there prior, so I right. I kind of have the inside track on what to eat. I ate a lot of boiled peanuts, a lot of boiled Did peanuts. Okay. Yes, I, right. I like that a lot. Uh, their pimento, everything, all of it wonderful. Of course, I had the... Uh, the 420 strain mango kush wheat ale again. I had to do that. And uh, on my second visit, which after going there twice and talking it up, the wife decided she needed to check it out. So I had to take her back. And then I went and had the uh, the big Cocoa Hills, which is nearly 14%, all big coconut and chocolatey. Okay. So really good stuff. And You uh, said the wife. You had to take the wife back? Yeah. Did you argue a lot? I argued so strenuously. Sure. Like, right. <laughs> yeah. Twisted the arm so hard. Also did the uh, the three taverns. They had two beers released at the same time over the weekend, and they had a whole Latin theme released to go with it because they realized they were both kind of Latin, kind of inspired beers. So uh, Saparis, I believe, is the way Brian Purcell had me okay. pronouncing it, and Coco Cafe, and they had live Cuban music, and they even had a cigar roller, so I was kind of in heaven there. It I was really your jam. Right? Oh, yeah. What did you do, Tim? You know, Brian, I was under the weather this week. Uh, I enjoyed a couple Bebo's at home. I found a uh, a can of the the cake, the fistful of cake from Monday night. That was it, man. I, I did a lot of sleeping this week, just getting rid of some illness and kind of fought through that. So it's probably for the best. It was for the, the best. Needed yeah. to refresh a little bit. Jeremy, how about you? Anything interesting for you this week? Yeah, we had the Sherman 
uh, Craft the Night Away, which is our little beer festival. It's four years. So it was, I think, uh, 40-something degrees. We got about four inches of rain during the festival. It was all outdoors. So it was a lot of fun. Uh, <laughs> and then <laughs> Sunday, we did a big chili cook-off at the, at the brewery. It was our third one. Uh, we had about 600 people come out. The weather was perfect. It was 70 degrees. And we raised uh, a little over fifteen thousand dollars for the uh, the Grayson County uh, Childs, basically for abused children. So it, it was a good turnout, and the community came out and supported it. So it was it was a good day. Sounds that like sounds a good, good. day, yeah. a successful day, right? We drank lots of beer in the rain, and we drank lots of beer on Sunday in the sunshine. So you know, we we had a good time. There was beer there. So there was every, beer there. Yeah, good stuff. You know, we got a special guest in the studio this week, Brian. Very special. Someone who uh, <laughs> you, some may recognize his voice. We have uh, Joseph Winsler with, with us. Joey, the winds. How are you doing, sir? Dude, it's so good to see you guys. Yeah, so we good. haven't seen you in a long time. It's good to open a beer and just have a good time with you. Here. It does seem like the only got time you guys do see me is when I want beer. That you it, know, that it works true. for you, right? It does. It works for you guys yes. too. Yes, yeah. We're we're blessed with your presence here, and that's thank you for those who don't recognize Joey's voice. He's he is the announcer. You will hear him on the intro and in the different segment notifications for Beer Guys Radio. He is the voice. Honored to be a part of it. You guys are good awesome, people. man. Thanks for joining us. And I do want to mention for our Florida fans, we're actually headed down next weekend. We're going to come hang out with you. We are going down. We're partnering with our Tallahassee station. Real Talk 93.3. We're going down to St. George Island for the St. George Island Brew Fest, Brian, the SGI Brew Fest. That's going to be exciting. We'll be down there. We're going to talk to Proof Brewing. Ooh, We're going to talk to the uh, Tallahassee Beer Society guys down there, and we're going to hang out on the beach and drink beer. The Tallahassee Beer Society guys, that's going to be trouble. It is going to be yeah. trouble. Yes, I, I'm we, already aware of their Twitter and shenanigans. I follow them on yes. Twitter. Yeah. We know that's going to be trouble for sure. You know, Tim, I think it's time for us to talk about the beers of the week. Crack open a cold one. It's the Truck and Tap Beer of the Week. Woo-hoo! Craft beer and food trucks in downtown Woodstock. Truckandtap.com. Well, Brian, as always, we have a fantastic selection of beers. We pre-gamed with some good ones. Brian, one I'm going to talk about a little more because it's one okay. I went. I put in work, Brian. I you put did? in work to get this beer and uh, pretty excited about it. Uh, you know, I lived in upstate New York some of my younger days. And uh, some of my first uh, snagging a beer underage memories was with uh, Genesee Cream Ale, <laughs> Jenny, Jenny Cream. And recently, other half and Jenny, Genesee, did a collaboration. They did Jenny Dream Ale, which is a, a heavily handed, heavily dry hopped cream ale version of Jenny Cream. And I had to have it. I scoured the internet beer trade groups, and I want to give a shout out to Marshall and Chris in Rochester. They hooked me up, Brian. And they didn't even want anything in return. They each sent me a can of that, so we were able to enjoy that. And uh, what did you think of it? I think it's a delightful beer, and I, I want to thank those guys. That's really cool that they did that. Yeah, very nice of them to hook us up. Nice hop character, good hop aroma. Absolutely. Good hop flavor. I really enjoyed it. I was glad to get my hands on some of it. Very cool can as a guy who no- deals yes. a lot with can collectors. Yes. So, yeah, very yeah. nice. Like very reminiscent of the OG uh, Indeed. Jenny can, but they're changing. Beers. Oh, they are. That's right. Yeah. So I don't know what I think about that. But anyhow, <laughs> we're also going to get into some of that three tavern Saparus, Saporus, Brian. Saparus. It's like Amorous. Saparus. Okay. And the Coco Cafe. As we mentioned, we are currently drinking the double chocolate cherry Sasquatch from 903 Brewers. And we're going to get into their oak aged maple pecan, maple coffee pecan porter. Is that is that right, Jeremy? That is right. It's a mouthful, but it's 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 delicious. We're looking forward to it. That sounds super good. Well, Brian, what is happening this week's craft beer news? 
What's in the news? The beer guys have the scoop. Extra, extra, read all about it. Time for headlines. Well, you know, Tim, big beer just can't catch a break. I knew that's what you're going to say. <laughs> yeah. yes. Constellation Brands is closing two Ballast Point locations in Southern California. What's more is they're also pulling the plug on a third planned location in San Francisco. The two locations were in San Diego and Temecula, and they've only been open since 2016 and 2017, respectively. So a very short lifespan on those. It's got to be a big cost. Yeah. yeah. According to Brewbound, the company has recorded $195 million in, quote, impairment charges, which I gather is the official way of stating that you paid too much for the brewery that you just bought. Right. So you may recall that they bought Ballast Point for about a billion dollars, exactly a billion dollars in 2015. And uh, I don't think they've seen much growth out of that at all. Bad timing to buy a big, big brewery like that. They just don't have the growth like they did a few years ago. True. So speaking of Southern California, San Diego is getting a beer museum. I don't know if you saw this. Uh, The plans are for the Museum of Beer to open by 2020. And it's going to function as both a beer welcome center for San Diego beer scene and as an educational experience. So there's going to be high tech, immersive, hands on exhibits about beer like you hear a lot of museums talking about with other things. The process of making beer will be described and the history of beer. At the moment, the project is in a fundraising phase. And uh, so if you're interested in helping out, you can contribute through their Indiegogo page. And they've got a video on there. They've got some pretty high profile people that are supporting them. They've got Greg Cook from Stone. I think they had Tony Hawk. They had uh, okay. a bunch of different right. celebrities yeah. and, and local politicians in the video for it. So I would be interested in a beer museum to see all that's going on there. I mean, I like reading history books on beer, just finding out about sure. the history of what's going on in Georgia or anywhere. And Sometimes I feel like my office area with all my beer is kind of a beer museum. It's all beer that I should have museum consumed. museum of something. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Speaking of Sasquatch, your, your office may actually get mistaken for a Sasquatch den, I think. Right. <laughs> it might actually. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's very likely if I'm in there, especially. Yeah. Now, I know you like museums. It's a beer museum. And I know you've bragged about your time at the Ham Museum. Oh, Spain. Museo de Hamon over in Madrid. Yes, I'm quite I'm quite fond of that. Yeah. So all your favorite things, right? All in a museum, ham and beer together in a museum. That would be wonderful. Good stuff. You're listening to Beer Guys Radio Show. We do need to take a break, but we'll be back very soon to talk with 903 Brewers. Craft beer forged with a reverence for tradition and new styles that start a revolution. Ironmonger Brewing. The brewers at Ironmonger Brewing pride themselves at being masters of barrel-aged, hoppy, and sour beers. They invite you to their tap room in Marietta, Georgia to taste and see. Also visit their barrel room for an intimate drinking experience with great live entertainment. Keep up to date on all things Ironmonger by liking them on Facebook. Ironmonger Brewing. Establishing a new standard in craft beer. Brian and Tim, the beer guys, if you're like us, no lunch or dinner is complete without a pint or two of craft beer. Which is why Truck and Tap in downtown Woodstock, Alpharetta, and Duluth are always on our list. Tim, why do they call it Truck and Tap? Well, the tap part is easy, Brian. They've got 18 of them. As for the truck part, that's where it gets interesting. Truck and Tap features your favorite Atlanta area food trucks, so you're getting a different menu every day. Truck and Tap in downtown Woodstock, Alpharetta, and Duluth. Truckandtap.com. Let them know that the beer guys sent you. Follow the Beer Guys on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Next 
Friday is Hawaiian shirt day. So, you know, if you want to, go ahead and uh, wear a Hawaiian shirt and jeans. Now, back to the Beer Guys Radio Show. Welcome back to the Beer Guys Radio Show. If you missed an episode, don't worry. All episodes are available as a podcast. Subscribe on your favorite podcasting app and never miss a show. Now back to our conversation with Jeremy Roberts from 903 Brewers. Jeremy, thanks again for joining us. We appreciate it. Oh, man, glad to be here. Excited. We, we're having a good time. As we mentioned earlier, we're drinking your double chocolate cherry stout. And I'm going to get you to tell us about that in just a minute, if you don't mind. But I've got a question for you. I think you and I have met on the patio of Mockery Brewing at GABF 2016. Does that sound familiar to you? Man, I don't remember much about GABF. Okay. <laughs> All right. That's I'm almost positive. We were hanging out there. There was a good group. We were going around. And that's when Brian mentioned that he set up the interview with you. I, I thought, I'm pretty sure I met those guys in, in Denver. But either way, whether whether you remember it or not, it was a good time out there, right? Was that kind of by Great Divides? New, new it is. I kind do remember of, that. I do remember that. Yeah. Kind cool. of down there, a little small space there, but a pretty cool little spot. Yeah, I do, I do remember that how that how you're drunk sometimes and you shouldn't remember anything but as someone mentions a comment stuff like your brain starts remembering yes turning the wheels it comes back there yeah we i don't think any of us were feeling any pain that at that time we were down there but uh, maybe the next day but not then right not at that time exactly well this uh your double chocolate cherry stout this this is a version of your sasquatch correct Yes. Can you tell us about this beer, please? Yeah. So what we, you know, Sasquatch um, is the, is the beer that made us famous, as we say at the brewery. Uh, in 2015, it won a silver medal at the Great American Beer Festival, which we were totally shocked. Um, and you know, the we just have, you know, just played a lot of different variants with this beer. Well, uh, Sasquatch turned five uh, this year, and so what we've done is we've created these reserve series for Sasquatch. Uh, you know, we're all big whiskey drinkers at the brewery and, you know, every distillery has kind of like a reserve series. So we thought Sasquatch needs reserve series. Um, so uh, our regular Sasquatch is uh, 10 and a half percent, comes in four pack cans year round. Um, so in this double chocolate cherry stout, uh, what we wanted to do uh, with Sasquatch is up the ABV from 10 and a half. And I believe this one's just a little over 15 percent how many pounds of cocoa nibs we actually added to this. Um, I'll, I'll just say this. We went over budget on this beer. Okay. <laughs> uh, so it, it's, I mean, it's crazy what we did with it. Um, of course it's oak age and we added 37 pounds of cherry per 31 wow. pounds. So uh, this wow. beer okay. is, you know, it's a reserve. So we went all out. We, we didn't hide anything with it. I got to say, this drinks really well for 15%. It does. I, I didn't I look at it beforehand. I wouldn't yeah. have guessed. That, this is contraband in Georgia. Oh, yeah. So this is, uh, we can't handle, our government said we can't <laughs> handle stronger than 14 here. So, <laughs> so this is too much. You know what? I get very deep chocolate, dark chocolate. I get the cherry, sweet cherry. I get a licorice note in there too. That, mm-hmm. uh, and it's nice and thick, full-bodied beer. This is super tasty. And it's oaked age. And so, you know, basically what yeah. we've done is instead of age, age them in, in, you know, oak barrels or whiskey barrels, we actually add the oak spirals right when we pitch the yeast. And then so that way that when the beer is just going crazy and doing its thing, <clears throat> the, eat, the yeast is eating the sugar, converting it into alcohol. It's just, it's just everything's touching these uh, oak spirals. And of all the adjuncts from the cocoa nibs and the cherries, you don't really taste the oak. 
Um, and we packaged this beer first uh, of February because we wanted, if you look at the packaging, it's kind of Sasquatch is dressed up around Valentine's Day. And um, this beer, man, in just a few months has aged amazing. I, I can't wait to retaste this beer in a year. Oh, it's delicious. And, you know, talking of the packaging, when I when I got the package and I pulled it out, I assumed this was like a 375 bottle or something, you know. Mm-hmm. And then I, I look so uh, really cool for those who can't see. We'll put a picture of this on our website, but it's a box. It looks like it would hold a small bottle, but there's sure. two 12 ounce cans in there. So get you a couple cans and that. So that's kind of a cool way to package. Yeah. So the, the reason for that. So, you know, the, one of the things that we get a lot is, you know, we, we last year released 50 different beers. Um, I would say f- between 15 and 20 of them um, were, you know, small barrel age, mostly 22 ounce bottles. So a lot of things that we got back from our customers and people in our bottle club was, is look, you know, I can't find anybody to share this beer with. And, you know, being a 15% beer, it's really hard for me to drink it all in one setting. And I thought, I would never say that. I could drink two of these bottles, like <laughs> 22 ounces in one, in one setting. So, um, you know, we like hand fill every bottle, you know, uh, four at a time. It takes forever. So, you know, we have a really nice automated cannon line. So, you know, we kind of came up with the idea, well, what if we took two 12-ounce cans, put them in a box, they get two extra ounces, and it's got really cool packaging. And all of our counts just went crazy over it because they said, look, people, bombers are just dying in Texas. I don't know about in other parts of the yeah, country. Yeah, absolutely. They sit on shelves. There's nothing but this box and two cans. So on the back of the box, we put age it, drink it, trade it, share it. So yeah. one of the things that I love doing is not just with our beers. My favorite one to do is with Oscar Blues 1050 is I buy a case of it every year. And, you know, I do a, you know, like right now I have, I think it's a six year vertical. So I taste them all back to back with each other. And it's really cool to see how those beers age. And so what we want is, uh, this is batch one. So, you know, we're going to do this every year is hopefully people will save one back and try it with next year's. And, um, you know, also beer trading is huge. So, you know, we encourage it, you know, it, age it, drink it, or if not, you know, trade it or share it with a buddy, drink one with yourself and give one to some, you know, drink one for you and give one to someone else. And so the two 12 ounce cans in a box is just a really cool packaging format. I agree. That is super cool. I think Tim, we should have saved one. We didn't, really, we, <laughs> we didn't. got into the second before we realized we made it and said, age it, drink it. We're like, drink it. That's a great idea. A Let's, do, idea. That Let's do that one. Absolutely. I want to know, I, I got to know since we're on the subject of Sasquatch, if there are many reported Sas- Sasquatch sightings in Northeast Texas. Oh <laughs> man. Yeah. Yes. Is it? Okay. All right. <laughs> so, so you want me to go on how we came up with the name Sasquatch? We do. Sure, yes. Absolutely. So you think this beer, you know, like, one of the things that we do really well at 903 Brewers is we hide the alcohol. For example, I'm, I mean, I'm drinking this right now, and if I didn't know, I would say it's a 7% stout. It's just too smooth. So our original one, um, me and a guy named Mike Sorrells, he's a he's a, a, a local home brewer. He helped me come up with a recipe. And so we were going for, you know, a 10.5% stout is what we were going for. And you know, this was in 2013. I was brewing on a barrel and a half system, super small. And, you know, we were like, how can we get a 10 and a half percent in this barrel and a half system? So, you know, we brewed it and then, um, you know, the beer finished out great. We hit it right at 10 and a half percent. We put it on the tap wall and, uh, it was me and a buddy of mine. 
And so we were trying the beer and I was just like, this beer doesn't taste like 10 and a half percent. What did we do wrong? How did I mess this up? So one beer turned to two, two beers turned to three, three beers turned to four, four beers turned to five. And my buddy stood up to go to the bathroom and he fell flat on his face. Well, we were were looking at our brewing notes and we weren't paying attention. We were hammered. I mean, we were drunk. And so I started laughing and I was like, that damned old Sasquatch snuck up and got you. (laughs) It's this big, dark beer and it's super sneaky. And so he was like, that's hilarious. That's what you got to name the beer Sasquatch. And then so that's kind of how we came up with the name. However, we never realized we would have so many fans that don't really like the beer. They love the packaging and they're believers and they think that we're believers. So, you know, my job is beer and merchandise. So I just go along with them. And uh, we meet quite the few characters that come through the brewery, just want to buy a Sasquatch shirt or some type of Sasquatch merch. All right. Do you need to collaborate with uh, Great Divide? Oh yeah, the Yetis and all that. Yes, hibernation and all that stuff. I think I think that needs to happen. We'll just yeah, to yes. make that happen there. That would be really cool. You got any connections over there? Let us know. Let's, all right, let's, we'll see what we can do, man. We'll work Absolutely. on that. Yeah, yeah, but it's no great story. It's always fun to hear the stories behind that, and I could see how this could sneak up and just lay you out there, big old <laughs> Sasquatch smack to the back of the head, right? Yeah, yeah, this one for sure. Good stuff. You're listening to the Beer Guys Radio Show. We do need to take another break, but we'll be back very soon to talk more with Jeremy from 903 Brewers. We are Reformation Brewery, celebrating the reformer in you. Locally crafted within the renowned Etowah watershed of Woodstock, Georgia, Reformation creates yeast-forward brews full of aroma and flavor crafted to last. Come see us in beautiful Woodstock, Georgia, or a tour and tasting of unique brews that you can't find anywhere else. Reformation Brewery. Set beer free. ReformationBrewery.com As a brewery owner or taproom manager, are you looking for ways to enhance your customer experience while maximizing your revenues? Craft Cellar is a mobile solution that helps your brewery drive sales and attract new customers through online pre-sales for beer releases, events, and memberships. Get details now at craftseller.com. Mention Beer Guys Radio after sign-up and extend your free trial to a full 30 days. Remember, craftseller.com, C-R-A-F-T-C-E-L-L-R.com. the beer guys on facebook twitter and instagram now back to the beer guys radio show oh god here we go again dark alert welcome back to the beer guys radio show i want to give a quick shout out to one of our great radio affiliates kcpx 1490 am in moab utah catch beer guys radio on kcpx every sunday at 3 p.m mountain now back to our discussion with 903 brewers jeremy i'd like to talk uh texas beer laws with you for a minute if that works for you oh yeah okay so i've been following i believe the bill is hb 762 is that right yes it is so you guys are trying to get direct sales and i'm going to run over some quick bullet points just for the sake of time and please correct me if i'm mistaken here but right now texas is the only state that does not allow to go sales from their production breweries however wineries distilleries and brew pubs can offer to go sales is that correct that's correct 
And you actually switched to a brew pub license in order to get around that. Is that right? Yes, we did. Okay. So I guess first question, moving to a brew pub, what limitations do you face there as opposed to being a production brewer? So you can't brew over 10,000 barrels of beer in a year per location. So, you know, like last year we brewed around 3,500 barrels of beer and this year we're probably going to hit close to four, maybe 4,200. So we still got a ways to go till we hit that cap. But for us, you know, it's, it's that direct sell to, to the consumer doing small batches of beer um, and really getting to go back to our roots as home brewers is having fun in relating to our customers versus, you know, putting a bunch of beer out on the market that's just going to sit on the shelf. And so it was a, it was a decision that my, my wife and I made of, hey, man, we don't want to go the route of a production brewery. Uh, we don't foresee that law change in a long time. So two years ago, we switched to a, a brew pub, and it's been one of the best decisions we've made as the brewery. Now, what is the reason for allowing brew pubs and everybody else to do to-go sales, but not production breweries? So what they say is it prevents bigger breweries. So like, you know, here recently we've had uh, Four Corners got bought out by Constellations. We had Revolver Brewing Company get bought out by Coors Miller. Carbock got uh, bought out by InBev. So what they said is, is like, let's allow brew pubs to do that. However, we don't want big production breweries to be able to sell beer to go because what it's going to do is it's going to prevent smaller breweries from growing. It makes no sense. What What's going on is our distributors in the state of Texas have a lot of money. They're very fearful of it. And, sure. and also retail accounts, because I'm going to tell you this, once we started selling beer to go out of our brewery, our top accounts throughout town sold less and less beer because our local customers wanted to support us. They're like, if I'm going to pay, you know, eight to nine or 10 bucks for a six pack, I'd rather go directly to the brewery and buy it versus buying it from the local grocery store where, you know, they're, they're not making as much money. So, you know, it, it is, it's a true fact, but, you know, Texas who's, you know, you know, they're, they're very for, you know, growth and, 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 and small businesses. It's just really kind of frustrating to see these, these old beer laws just haven't changed. Well, that, and that was something that I had wondered because of course we just got direct sales here in Georgia in 2017. Awesome. I just got the laws passed here and it's been great for us. Our, our breweries has boomed. We have lots more people open. We have some that have opened specifically with the direct sales model in mind where they're not even going into distribution. They're just focusing on those direct sales, come to the brewery and drink our beer. Mm -hmm. And, you know, in the grand scheme of things, I could see how it would impact sales of your local accounts. But, sure. uh, but also I have read many cases where, visiting a brewery and trying the beer and being able to take some with you increases your likelihood to purchase it down the road. So for those people that aren't a drivable distance from the brewery, you can still benefit and grow everybody. The rising, the rising mash ton raises all ships, Brian. Or all mash paddles, I think is what the rising okay. mash ton ra raises, raises all, all paddles. mash paddles. I think that's how it yeah. goes. And, and the interesting thing is, is I've seen it in a couple of different industries. The, uh, the big guys, if they can take a small hit and they'll be fine with it because they know that the smaller guys will take that hit and it will not be as survivable. It'll it's crushing. So they're like, fine, we're, we're cool with not being able to sell to go, but no other of these small breweries can either 
And uh, it actually winds up benefiting them because they have huge presence everywhere. They don't need to sell it directly out of a brewery or they've got the, the structure behind them. So you mentioned, Jeremy, that uh, you 10,000 barrels per location. I think I saw somewhere that you're opening up a second location in uh, Northeast Texas. Aren't, is that true? So not a second location. It'll be a new, newer location for us. About three years ago, my wife and I bought this old school. It's in downtown Sherman. It's right off the big highway that, that runs all the way from Dallas all the way to Oklahoma City. And um, the, a cool story on it is it's actually a, a school that my grandparents went to. And uh, my great-grandparents lived two blocks from it. And it's just been run down. It's been an eyesore. We've heard everybody in town had dreams of doing something with it. So we, we thought, why don't we do something with it? And uh, so it's, it's been something we've been working on for about three years. Our goal was, you know, to, to move there within the next seven, but we're on track to hopefully be able to move in there sometime next year. Oh, next year. Okay. All right. The 903 schoolhouse, right? Yeah. There you go. <laughs> and from what I've seen, pretty big plans with it, uh, a big open space, event space and that. So it's, if I remember, it's three stories. Is that right? Yes, sir. So it's three stories. Top floor is going to be a, a ballroom for weddings, events, just big parties. The middle floor is going to be our restaurant tap room. And then the bottom basement is going to be bathroom offices and uh, sits on two and a half acres. So the actual production facility will be on the property. Um, but we're making an acre of it, uh, an actual true, you know, beer garden with a stage, live music, um, and, you know, being a family owned business with a three-year-old and then a one month old, you know, we want it to be a place where mom and dad can bring the kids, the kids can run around and play and mom and dad can have a drink and have a good time. So we're, uh, we're really excited about all the plans that we got for it. Yeah. Sounds like it's going to be an awesome place. We just had, uh, I live in a little place called Woodstock, Georgia. And we had a brewery open, not quite on that scale, but they've got a huge open garden area, lawn area out front, and it's family friendly. And it's kind of in the middle of our downtown area. It, it becomes a community gathering spot. You know, people go there, they have a beer, relax on the lawn on Sunday, right across the street from that. There's a very small stage and some green space in a park. So concerts play just a nice place to hang out and have a good time. That's what it's about, man. <laughs> I agree. I agree. You know, so you uh, you've got a, a an anniversary coming up, right? Uh, we can't not touch on that. May eleventh is is that right? Your sixth anniversary? Sixth anniversary. Actually, brewed my first batch of commercial beer uh, six years ago today. So oh, okay, yeah. okay, all right. Yeah. So our our anniversary is actually we uh, party was the first of June, but man, it just gets so damn hot in Texas in June and. And so we, we moved it up a couple of weeks and uh, mid-May, it's still in the mid-80s. And, you know, being a, a brewery that used to not have air conditioner, we do now. Um, yeah, especially in Texas. Uh, we moved it up uh, just a, a few weeks early. So we're coming up. It's, you know, people always say, man, six years. And I said, yeah, some days it feels like it's been six days. And some days it feels like it's been 600 years. Right. Yeah. <laughs> But was uh, there a big was there a big uh, discrepancy between when you brewed your first beer and when you actually opened? How long how long was that uh, that space? Because it sounds like it not a lot of time went between the two. Like you got right into uh, brewing professionally. Well, so I, I started home brewing in in two thousand eight, and then so you know uh, five years after that's when we brewed our first batch of commercial beer. But as far as you know, we. <laughs> we kind of got in trouble by the local agent. We, we rented the building out. Uh, we, we'd had it for, 
six months and we were just pending getting our license and everything. Well, we already had our equipment. It was a barrel and a half system. So we were already brewing beer and we were doing small private tastings, getting feedback from, you know, locals and just people in the industry. And uh, the state actually did, did a mini raid when we weren't there, uh, which is pretty funny because they basically <laughs> thought we were bootlegging booze is what somebody would say. <laughs> The revenuers caught you, man. That's right. The revenuers come down there, take you out. They caught up to us, but they did a mini raid and we weren't there. And it's all a big misunderstanding. But uh, yeah, it was pretty, pretty funny. No repercussions for that, right? No, because they had already cashed my check for <laughs> Okay, There you go. Get it straightened <laughs> out. Yeah. You're listening to the Beer Guys Radio Show. We do need to take another break, but we'll be back to wrap things up with Jeremy from 903 Brewers. Brian and Tim, the beer guys. If you're like us, no lunch or dinner is complete without a pint or two of craft beer. Which is why Truck and Tap in downtown Woodstock, Alpharetta, and Duluth are always on our list. Tim, why do they call it Truck and Tap? Well, the tap part is easy, Brian. They've got 18 of them. As for the truck part, that's where it gets interesting. Truck and Tap features your favorite Atlanta area food trucks, so you're getting a different menu every day. Truck and Tap in downtown Woodstock, Alpharetta, and Duluth. Truckandtap.com. Let them know that the beer guys sent you. As a brewery owner or taproom manager, are you looking for ways to enhance your customer experience while maximizing your revenues? Craft Cellar is a mobile solution that helps your brewery drive sales and attract new customers through online pre-sales for beer releases, events, and memberships. Get details now at craftseller.com. Mention Beer Guys Radio after sign-up and extend your free trial to a full 30 days. Remember, craftseller.com, C-R-A-F-T-C-E-L-L-R.com. the beer guys on facebook twitter and instagram to be the man you gotta beat the man Woo! now back to the beer guys radio show welcome back to the beer guys radio show if you enjoy the show please consider supporting us on patreon just go to patreon.com slash beer guys patrons can get some cool perks like beer guys swag and commercial free episodes and now let's get back to 903 brewers jeremy i would like to talk grilled cheese with you all right, let's do it. All right, man. So for the, uh, I guess, the pub part of your brew pub, you have a grilled cheesery. We do. Inside, correct? We, it's it's new to us. Okay, new to you. Okay, good deal. So if I am sipping some double chocolate cherry stout, what kind of grilled cheese is best to pair with that? Um. Well, so in Texas, bacon goes with everything. So sure, my yeah. favorite is the ooey gooey, which is our, our classic grilled cheese with just these big thick strips of bacon on it um that, that is like the perfect pairing with with that beer i'm sold yeah i uh, am I'm too on there, was so. that in the box with the beers <laughs> it was it was but i ate it when oh, it got yeah. here yeah i threw it on the griddle and took care of it now seriously with your restaurant your grilled cheese restaurant do you do pairings with your beers do you offer hey this one's gonna pair really good with this beer we do so like for you know kind of uh We'll throw we'll like we'll put it out there on a ticket deal where you know twenty people can can come in with us. We're gonna pull out some rare beers. We're gonna pair this with our food and uh, kind of like just an exclusive night with with us and our team. And people absolutely love that. And it goes so well. We 
you know, so the, the restaurant is actually my dad's little bitty grilled cheese restaurant in downtown Sherman. And he just ran out of space and we had food trucks. We get so many times food trucks would just bail on us last minute. It, it killed our business if there was no food there. So towards the end of last year, I just said, dad, let's do this. Let's make a deal. Let's partner together. Let's move the grilled cheese restaurant to the brewery. And it's been the best thing that we've been able to do because we're open more and people and just Sherman never caught on ordered from a food truck. And so just, it's so neat when, when people come in because, you know, my dad takes the order and, you know, I pour the beer and, you know, we talk to them and I mean, people just eat that up. And, and that's what we're about is just that, you know, real personal one-on-one action with the food and the beer and just talking about it. So food trucks never really caught on there then, huh? No, people just, they, they hated it. They hated the concept. We loved it. Um, really? Yeah. yeah, we, we loved it, but people in Sherman just want to order inside. And so that's what we, that's what we've given them. All right. So I have to know what's your dad's favorite beer when he's, he's going to, you know, after making a, a hard day of making all them grilled cheeses, he's going to have to have a beer to cool off with. What, what does he drink? He loves our cerveza por favor. It's our Mexican lager. And, uh, he also loves the Goza. Uh, he actually pours the Goza over ice and, uh, he sits there and drinks it because, he, he thinks that people don't realize he's drinking beer while he's working behind the bar if he pours it over ice. <laughs> okay. That's no one's the wiser. You do you. It's a bit of a slushy, if you will. Yeah. A little bit. A little bit. You know, speaking of your cerveza, por favor, we've seen a rise in lagers. I know we've seen a rise in personal consumption. Yes. We're drinking more of those. We've got one here that we talk about a lot, Bebo Pilsner from Creature Comforts Brewery in Athens, Georgia. That's a regular in my refrigerator. Uh, we go out. We just went out. Our uh, dear beer garden here in Atlanta did a halfway to Oktoberfest festival. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So we went out and we got some liter steins of of lagers. I'm just really enjoying the simple drinkability of lagers these days. We just had uh, Line Creek Brewing that we just enjoyed before the show sent us some of their Hellas Lager Maverick that that's we're good. enjoying. Yeah. How are those? How does that do for you at your brewery compared, you know, to your other beers and such? Well, I mean, we we can't brew cerveza por favor fast enough. Uh, matter of fact, the chili cook-off we had at the brewery on Saturday, like I literally just stood behind the bar with my back to the line and never closed the cerveza tap. I just was pouring glass after glass after glass after glass. I think we, we were averaging three half barrels an hour. <laughs> so, that's a lot of beer. Yeah, that's what people like to drink. Um, it's a 4% lager. 105 calories, uh, five carbs. So people that are, you know, conscious about their calories and their carbs, that's the beer for you. Uh, it's a good beer. It's just, I'll give, give me a 12 to 15% stout. That's what I'm going after. So. Yeah. We clearly are in the same boat. I think <laughs> we don't really, cons- we're not concerned about the carbs. We're, uh, we're, we're all about drinking some, well, you know, we do enjoy the lagers though. We do, yeah. but it's, we just enjoy them because we enjoy them. It's yeah. not necessarily that we're, looking to cut carb count there. But speaking of lagers, do you do you have a slow pour tap or have you messed with slow pour lagers? No, I haven't. Okay. That's something that we've seen around Atlanta. We've been rambling about it. Are you familiar with the slow pour lagers? I'm not. I'm I'm kind of I, okay. I don't, don't want to sound uh I don't want to sound dumb, but fill me no, in. No, it's it's so it's kind of an interesting tap and I believe it uh originated in Czech Republic. The Czech right, Republic, Brian? yeah. They've got a couple different taps, but one has a sideways handle. Instead of flicking it forward, you kind of twist it and uh you start off pouring very slow and basically it's about 80% head on that first pour, right, Brian? 
about that. Yeah. You, yeah. you pour, you let it set, you tap it down. You tap a bit. it down, let it set. But the end result of this is the head on the beer is thick, almost like a meringue. It really gives you a nice, clean mouthfeel in the beer. The hops are nice in there. And you've got that thick, creamy head that stands there firm the whole beer. Now, it takes five to seven minutes to pour one, so it's time-consuming. <laughs> Uh, but it's a tasty beer. And I think it'll be a passing fad here. I don't probably see, just yeah. because it's not something with the um, the way Americans consume beer. It's not realistic to keep something that's going to have a bar taking seven minutes to pour a beer. But <laughs> Sure. So with the uh, Cerveza Por Favor, how is that? Is that outselling your uh, your cream ale series of beers that you you've come out with recently? Because uh, that's a big thing for you right now. The uh, Down with the Pastriarchy series. Is that correct? Yeah, the Down with the Pastriarchy series. So like if you if you take our beer, that's just like just for example, for Cerveza and put it against any of our other just beers. Uh, Cerveza outsells it almost two to one. Now, if you take like, the series, like the Pastriarchy, no, th- those those sell out so fast. Uh, so like two weeks ago, we released what I'm drinking right now is our strawberry cake cream ale. Uh, today, we packaged our cinnamon roll cream ale. But next week, I'm packaging my cinnamon roll stout. So what's awesome about this is, you know, my background sells and marketing and so 903 Brewers, we support our local community. So I'm a fat kid. I love sweets. And so where my house is, I'm four blocks from this place called Mom's Bakery. It's been around for since I've been alive. And every year for your birthday, Easter, whatever, you get this strawberry cake from Mom's Bakery. And so I put, I brewed this, a cream ale. I used 150 pounds of their cake and I actually added it into the mash and then I used 330 pounds of Oregon fruit strawberry puree and actually Madagascar vanilla beans. And it literally takes like tastes like you're eating the cake. Well, that's because you got 150 pounds of cake in there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, then the fat kid in me goes, oh, there's a donut <laughs> that's, you know, a half a mile from my house where, you know, I, whenever, I don't tell my wife I'm going there. I'm, you know, sometimes I'm ahead of the brewery. And so I said to him, I said, hey. I want to brew a beer using your donuts. So we did a 150 pounds of cinnamon rolls and I'm telling you, it tastes, I almost send you guys some, it tastes like you're biting into the middle of a cinnamon roll. You taste the vanilla, you taste like that ooey gooey part of the roll. And then you taste the cinnamon. Uh, we use lactose in all of them. So it gives it that nice creamy velvety mouthfeel. And uh, I mean, it has been a home run. Now, this series where uh, my wife and uh, and I own the brewery, uh, but we're a majority woman owned brewery. And so when people come in the brewery, naturally, they want to just talk to me. And I'm like, but this is my wife. She's the one who installed all the beer equipment. She's the one that runs the show. So we really want to showcase the women of the brewery. And so this beer is is them. And so it's kind of funny. It's called Down with the Pastriarchy. It's a play off of it. But, you know, there's a ton of women into craft beer right now. I mean, our, our tap room is mainly six out of 10. It's women. We release these beers. It's eight out of 10. That's, you know, that's women. Not only do women smell better than men, but they also, you know, they spend more money and they they enjoy nice beers. And so we really want to encourage the women empowerment. And, and we're really proud of it. I'm proud of my wife. And so this whole beer series is is based upon that. Good stuff, man. Sounds like an awesome program. Great yeah. beers, great people, everybody coming out and enjoying them. 
Well, Jeremy, we appreciate your time today. We have run out of time, but if folks want to find out what is coming up from 903 Brewers, what is the best way for them to do that? You know, I am I, I handle all the social media for us. I do a ton of videos that talk about our beer. If you can't make it your way to, to Sherman, Texas, man, we are at the Great American Beer Festival every single year. I never leave my booth. I pour, and uh, I'm always looking forward to the Great American Beer Festival and talking to people. But more importantly, if you see our beer, definitely give it a try. I promise you're going to enjoy it as much as I do. Awesome, Jeremy. Thanks again. We really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you guys for having us on. Well, cheers, y'all. That about wraps it up for this episode of the Beer Guys Radio Show. Coming up next week, we're going to be talking with Jeremy Kosmicki, the head brewer at Founders Brewing Company. For more craft beer info, follow us online. We are Beer Guys Radio on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thanks again for tuning in. Have a great week, and don't forget to drink local. Cheers. The Beer Guys Radio Show on the Beer Guys Radio Network. BeerGuysRadio.com Duke's Mail. Do you get it? Because only the ones that get it really get it. Your friends get it. Your mom gets it. Your grandma gets it. Your neighbors get it. Sometimes a dog gets it. Get out of there. What else? Uh, your potato salads get it. BLTs get it. Tailgates get it. And restaurants get it, too. By now, even you probably get it. So get it today. Made without any sugar since 1917, Dukes is that little southern something that makes good things better. Get Dukes. It's got twang.